Frequency.fm presents The Amped Interview with Dan Thompson and Joe Brookhouse. Hey, this is Joe Brookhouse from Frequency, and it's time for another Amped Interview. Our guest today is worship leader, singer, and songwriter, Sarah Brusco. And uh, welcome, Sarah, to the interview. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Joe. Yeah, and it looks like your husband just plopped himself down on the bed, or whatever uh, you guys are or chatting uh, yes. at me from. And uh, so, would you introduce your husband to us? Yes, uh, my husband. This is Eben Brusco, my husband of eleven years. Hello, Joe. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, sir. And are you are you set on coffee? I'm set. I'm set. I just refreshed my cup, so I'm good. <laughs> okay, very good. So, well, Sarah, for folks who aren't familiar with you, take a moment and tell us a little bit about, a little bit about yourself, and then um, tell us what your husband's role is in your ministry. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm Sarah, and I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Um, kind of grew up in the Vineyard Church of um, Columbus there, um, kind of came to the Lord when I was 19 and came to the Lord there at Vineyard Columbus. And so a lot of my journey started there. Um, you know, I came to the Lord, started leading worship there a couple, about a year or so into going there um, and then started leading at um, a young adult service that's called Joshua House there. And um, yeah, it just was amazing. I it was involved in just community there and they just they they loved me in and I just fell in love with Jesus and, and worship and had always um, been a singer growing up but it was more you know just you know inward focused and so when I came to the Lord I did my eyes were opened to worshiping God um, and it just changed everything for me started you know leading worship and um, getting involved in the church there and um, went there for several years and then my husband Eben and I met um, when I I was gosh probably a couple of years three or so years into going to Vineyard I was about 21 and he was 20 and um, we've just you know we dated for about three years and have been married for 11 and he uh, he's just such a he supports me so much and we actually led worship together at Joshua House for about three years before we then went over to um, Northern Ireland where he had an internship with Catherine Scott and at the time I had um, actually had I, I couldn't sing at that time actually I had lost my voice which um, was just due to some hormonal problems in my pregnancy with my son Luca and so I went over there with him. Um, he interned with Catherine Scott over there. And just, I was kind of, I don't know, just laying low. And, but I ended up learning so much from her because I was in this state of humility where I couldn't, I could, my voice was still scratchy. I couldn't sing um, where it was, you know, such a part of who I was for so many years. And it was really humbling. But um, she actually, her and her mother, Mildred, Rainey, they um, they just came alongside of me and and really encouraged me. And Mildred worked with me with my voice and tried to get me back on track. But it was several years later, well, about a few, about two or three years after that, that I could actually start singing again. So that's just been a huge part of my journey. Um, just having that having that stripped and taken um, brought me to this sense of such gratitude for the gift that the Lord had given me and has healed me. Um, it's just been a gradual healing, but feeling like I'm stepping in again to who um, He has me to be and using my voice um, to, to sing and to share with others um, just the journey that he's, he, I've been on with Him. So, 
That's quite a story. I think for folks like myself, who you know, I sing, and usually about this time of year, I lose my voice due to allergies, and mm. then I and I whine for about two weeks <laughs> until my voice comes back and I can sing, you know, in a tenor voice again, as opposed yeah. to doing three notes. And so, to imagine not having use of my voice, I, I almost never stop singing, and so to not be able to do that, I can't even imagine. Um, you you use the word humility. I, that would be claustrophobic, I think, to me. Is that is that how it felt to you? That's a really good. I've never put it that way, but that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, very, very. You know this this tool that you have your whole life to express your thoughts mm -hmm. and your feelings, and then coming to the Lord and expressing your love for Him, having it just completely blocked off you know yeah claustrophobic is a really good way of putting it you all of a sudden there's this voice that you've had that is just taken and it's yeah it was very it was very sad and it's very hard and yeah very claustrophobic actually wow yeah. Well, one of the reasons that we brought you on is uh, you recently released an album the woven whisper a night of worship but when did that release it, we released it in September. Um, so I'm we, slow. Okay. <laughs> well, it was, we had done a Kickstarter. So, you know, our Kickstarter was, you know, our goal was to release it, you know, beginning of September. So um, we have kids. And so for us, it's been, it's been different. You know, we're not just in our early 20s where we can go off and have, you know, nights of worship all, all the time. So in September, we had several worship nights um, where we took it and we were releasing it. And, um, but it was challenging because we were taking our kids with us everywhere. So yeah. um, we've actually taken a little bit um, of time off just with the holidays and everything and you're going to start up again in the new year just kind of doing some some more kickoffs so so you're right you're right on time <laughs> all right well thank you you're very uh, you're very generous there with uh, with us <laughs> well tell us a little bit uh, what's uh, how the album came together what what started the inspiration for it and um, yeah. you already mentioned it was recorded over the course of a few different evenings yeah well actually um in the evenings it i don't know kind of where that the evenings became from the from, promo video. From the promo video. <laughs> yeah, our kind of inspiration has just been times of worship that we've had here at our church. And we actually recorded it. Um, it, it wasn't, none of it is live. So um, the actual recording of it I did, you know, with my husband and, and some, some of our friends helped us just in Campbellsville, Kentucky at the vineyard there. Um, but overall it is, it was just produced and recorded. Um, but our inspiration was just from nights of worship that we've had. Um, like those, and I think I shared this in my, my video, just those nights that, you know, or mornings, Sunday mornings where you're engaged in worship and you just allow, you just move where the Holy Spirit is, is, is going. And it just, it, you know, you, you have this skeleton of like a worship set, but then, you know, these pockets of freedom that he, he takes you into where it's just kind of prophetic and it's, it's, it's free. It's not following the rules of a typical, you know, worship session. Um, that was kind of, that was pretty much what inspired this. We were like, you know, we want to, we want this album to be this picture and this this place where you go um, in those pockets of freedom, where it's not just it's not a typical um, like worship album that you would um, like a mainstream kind of like okay you know song one two three four, but it's more of this journey. Some of the songs are really short, some of the songs are really long, and some of the songs uh, aren't you know have these pockets of just you know kind of. Um, uh, just vocal 
I don't even know how to describe it, just vocal loops of, you know, not necessarily words, just like oohs and ahs and just following where the spirit, you know, takes us. And even when we recorded it, it was just pretty much that, like we would just be worshiping and being, okay, what are you hearing? You know, not so much looking at this thing that I have to sing, but, you know, even in those times of recording, allowing, you know, the, just following where the, the spirit was moving. It sounds, the album sounds and feels as if it's intended to establish a place of worship, regardless of your yeah. your physical locale. And yeah. uh, what it really called to mind to me, it reminds me of what the folks at International House of Prayer in Kansas City are doing, and um, specifically Joanna May. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her as an artist, but it's very much um, free-flowing, soaking mm -hmm. worship music that... Um, uh, when you allow it to work in you, is not just a sing along. It's right. a it's a worship along. It's a pray along. Yeah. 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 If I if I could add something, Joe, um, we we are very much in in that vein, in that niche. I think um, the the whole the entire album is supposed to feel like that um, that split second in between waking and sleeping. Okay. And um, this play, this dreamy kind of thing, we sort of pictured, we sort of put ourselves in the place of like a mom coming to church on a Sunday morning. She's scooting the kids off to kids' church. She's maybe on her second cup of coffee. And then she hits the sanctuary and it's like this kick drum that's like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> like, is, is that what she really needs or does she need to have a place set for her, uh, a space that's... Um, um, creative and allows her to express herself to the Lord. Uh, part of that is uh, relevant to our journey personally with Sarah being a mom of two. Yeah. But um, what's interesting is that we we have probably played the majority of our worship sets on Sunday morning. I would say something like eighty to ninety percent of the songs over the last three years in the same key. So there's no there's no transition there's no break there's a lot of loops that are used and we keep it all in the same key to set the set the table for a place of uh, contemplation and a more meditative kind of experience with the Lord where there's freedom for people to express themselves to Jesus. And I think that really translates well um, on the woven whisper. So I think that people who are looking for that just you know outside of whether it's the commute or whether you are just waking up or trying to I don't know, settle down at the end of the day and you're looking for those times where you know God does want to speak to us and it, it to remove those distractions to allow us to pray and not think about what our cell phone is telling us uh, or what's on TV what screen is in front of our face but to just be engaged in uh, in worship and prayer with the Lord so I think you really accomplished that uh, with the Woven Whisper. Um, just a couple more things as, uh, as uh, we're running short on time. Um, first thing I noticed in the video, and I know this is a silly thing to notice, is you, you were leading from an electric guitar. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a great question. Come on. Yeah, I can, I can do both. Um, I've always led with acoustic, but the way that I strum and actually just... Eben was like, Sarah, just try it, leading with a, an electric. And I actually ended up liking it a lot better. Um, and it's, 
yeah, yeah, I, I actually like it a lot, a lot better <laughs> than I do the acoustic. It gives me, it just kind of fits the way that I lead a little more because you can strum once and then you can put some effects on it and you yeah. get much more kind of a, a, a vibe with the electric. So yeah, I like very that. cool. Oh, and what, what do you, what, uh, what's the guitar you're playing? Well, it's my husband's guitar. I don't have one of my own yet. That's on my wish list. I really want my own um, electric, but I play Evans, and so he can probably tell you better. We need to move some units of this album so that you can get your own guitar. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so Evan, amen. It's yes. a. <laughs> it's a It's a little company called Tradition guitars and it's a tele body and it's just a wonderful guitar we we put it on there's a there's a setting um somewhere in the third position with the split pickups that we uh set for sarah and put a little tremolo on it and give it a nice little nashville twang and it sounds really nice when it complements her voice really well so it's a little little company called tradition guitars i think they're out of indiana if i'm correct well, I'll do a quick search when we're done and uh, provide a link to those folks. You know, a little, little free uh, advertising for the right, folks yeah. at Tradition Guitars. Why not? Yeah. Well, let me ask you one more question as we're wrapping up. You mentioned earlier that uh, you guys were working with uh, Catherine Scott in Ireland. And um, I, I could probably talk to you about that for a couple of hours, but, <laughs> but we don't have that time. Yeah. And uh, so I'm curious, during that time... Was there something that either one of you wants to share that was really particularly meaningful or was a, the biggest takeaway as you've gone to your own ministry there in Augusta? Yeah, actually, I, I've just been thinking about this the whole, you know, ever since I shared about our time in Ireland. I'll never forget the first time that I walked into worship at their church. Um, I walked in and I just... I just started weeping. Um, Catherine was, she was leading. It was our first Sunday there. And I, I just, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit in such a sweet way. And I felt so safe, even though I was so homesick and I missed, I missed America. I missed our family. I had, you know, our, our son Luca was not even one yet. And I just was, I was really actually struggling with depression over there. Um, yeah. It was really hard. And I, I walked in and I just started weeping. She was singing Hosanna. Um, I believe it's Paul Beloche, his, yeah. his version of Hosanna. Yeah. And I, I just, I will never forget that. And ever since, and every time I lead worship, I'm, I'm reminded of that moment. And that's always my prayer. And that's always, I'm like, Lord, I just want to go where you're going. I just want people to feel safe. I want them to feel your presence and be able to take them there. And Catherine, I just, you know, and, and we love, we love her and Alan so much. And we just, we, we took so much more from that time than we ever knew we would. Um, but that's just, she modeled leading worship for me in a way that I will just, I will carry with me forever. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're eternally indebted to, um, to those guys. We just, we love them and what they've invested into us and into our ministry. And we, we feel like there's this place that we can go and worship now because of our time with yeah. them. Yeah. And it's sort of like um, this place of safety, mm -hmm. creating a place of safety for people to mm -hmm. express their heart to the Lord. And, you know, this, this sense of like the worship leader being a facilitator, but, um, but that extending deeper than we ever thought before. So it's sort of this picture of the worship leader and the people are on the beach together. The people are not looking uh, towards the ocean. And the worship leader says, guys, turn around. A wave is coming. Here comes another wave. Here comes, 
you know, um, actually facilitating that experience with the Lord and um, and basically calling calling out what what we see the Lord doing in the room because He's in the room to um, to get something accomplished. He wants to do He wants to do stuff in people's hearts and in people's minds, and so um, that that was the the main thing we picked up over there was just a sense of. Um, the Father's heart for people and what He actually wants to do during worship. It's not just a time of singing songs, but there's um, there's actually a, an exchange happening between people and and the Lord. And so we're we just love them. We we caught up with them a couple months ago in Charleston, South Carolina, and it was it was amazing. We were eating our our brunch and talking with them, and you know I'm like. Alan starts prophesying over us right there in the middle of the restaurant, and I'm like nice. weeping. I'm weeping over my chicken biscuit. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like we we love them, and and uh, we're just super grateful for who they are and uh, and what they've called out in us as well. To as every great mentor does, they don't just call um, their mentees, if you will, to be like them or to look like them, but to go beyond. Um, what they've done, and they've really instilled that in us, so that we can instill that in other young worship leaders who have come our way, and other leaders that we're raising up. So we just love them lots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. I'm, like I said, you and I, and well, the three of us, because it's not just two of us, <laughs> could probably chat about that for a long time. Because I lead worship myself. But, but our time is up. Thank you for your uh, your diligence, Sarah. Thanks for your voice. I'm thankful it's back. Yes, thank you. Yes, me too. Thank you, Lord. All right. Well, God bless, and um, I hope we get to talk again. Thank you, Joe. Thank Thank you you so much, Joe. Thanks so much for having us. Frequency.fm is a podcast featuring Christian artists, authors, creatives, and experts. For more music reviews, book reviews, and articles, please visit us at Frequency.fm.